Welcome to Exotic Pets. I'm Tracy Hotchner, whom you may know as the dog and cat lady, but I'm wearing a different hat here. With the brilliant collaboration of my co-host, Dr. Doug Mater, the world-renowned veterinarian specializing in exotic animals, we are here to celebrate all the other pets that share people's lives. This show is for people interested in pets that slither, hop, creep, fly, or swim, from bunnies to iguanas, parrots to ferrets, snakes to tortoises. Dr. Doug is going to teach us the physical requirements of these exotic pets and how to manage the often challenging environments and correct diets essential to their welfare. Dr. Doug Mater is the author of the wonderful memoir, The Vet at Noah's Ark, Stories of Survival from an Inner City Animal Hospital. He is recognized worldwide as a veterinary specialist on exotics and is the author of four major veterinary textbooks on reptiles and amphibians. We are proud to have ZooMed Laboratories as the founding sponsor of Exotic Pets. ZooMed has earned its reputation as the number one reptile and amphibian supplier in the world from simple beginnings 45 years ago as a passion project for one man who still runs it. Renowned as the international leader in UVB and heat lighting, ZooMed manufactures all their reptile supplies, accessories, and tools in the U.S., which they test on their own collection of animals, which surround everyone at headquarters. We're also sponsored by Oxbow Animal Health, the one brand that has stood out for more than 30 years as the leader in health and wellness for small mammals. Veterinarians, rescues, and passionate pet parents worldwide trust Oxbow to support the health and happiness of their small pets. Oxbow provides for rabbits and guinea pigs, ferrets and chinchillas, hamsters and gerbils, mice and rats, because these small pets have big hearts and require special nutrition and care. Oxbow has everything needed for their best life, the right hay and nutritionally complete foods, treats and supplements, litter and bedding, and a whole line of enrichment products created so your little loved ones can chew, play, hide, and explore every day. We're also brought to you by the bird food specialist Zupreme, which started with a revolutionary yet simple idea, provide exceptional diets for extraordinary animals. Best known as the bird nutrition specialist, Zupreme creates many foods for birds of all sizes, and they also make a variety of treats to appeal to every sort of bird and enhance their lives. Dr. Doug, I had a guinea pig when I was a little girl. I also had hamsters and many other things. They, they got bigger, the pets, as time went on until they became donkeys. But guinea pigs are still very beloved, aren't they? I mean, they're still, there are people who don't just have them when you want to start small and get bigger. They have them because they want that size pet. That's their choice. Uh, guinea pigs are, uh, it's funny you said that about having a guinea pig. I, it was one of my very first pets when I was growing up was a guinea pig. Oh. And uh, I, I just, I love guinea pigs. I think they make fantastic pets. And people are always asking me as a veterinarian, you know, I want to get a pet for my kid. What do you think is a good starter pet? My number one answer across the board has never changed. has always been guinea pig. Really? Just, just incredible. Now, why do they, first of all, the name, it doesn't, I don't know, it kind of is odd, guinea pig. I know. They're There's not, something about it that's not very, not it's, it doesn't, <laughs> not that pigs aren't fine people too, but like, why pig? Um, I think because maybe ostensibly they somewhat look like a pig, but I mean, that's a stretch. That sure is. You know, they're, they're actually a rodent, so they, they're in the same group as with rats and mice, Um 
they, they don't look it when you look at them, um, but they are. They're actually a rodent, and they're, they're from South America where they're really popular. But keep in mind, in South America, they're not popular as pets. The guinea pig in South America is a food item. I have a feeling that we were going to go there, and I thought maybe that's where pig came in. Um, maybe. Could be. Could maybe, be. because I knew that someplace they were eaten. So they're, they're native land, they're eaten, so it's like get it, jump the first plane to the United States or, or Britain where you could be someone's pet instead of someone's dinner. <laughs> no, that's true. Now, how, how, how does their life, what does their life look like? How long do they live? And should you be careful about getting too attached because it's such a short lifespan? Or what do you, I mean, that's always my concern about a little pet like that. People's hamsters always died. Mine died and you just got new ones. And I don't know, there was something disposable about them that I thought this can't be right. Oh, I know that's, that's very true. Um, because they don't, they're not long live like some, I mean, if you compare like a guinea pig to a dog, for instance, a guinea pig, depending on how well they're cared for and what, you know, what particular breed it is, uh, four to eight years. I mean, an eight-year-old that's, guinea pig is going to be an older guinea pig. But that's Whereas, good. you know, a dog can be 10 to 20 years, depending on the species. Well, um, that's optimistic. I mean, a big dog could live to well, 10 no, or no, 12. Well, no, no, big dogs are not going to live that long. But, I mean, you know, I've, I've seen chihuahuas. Yeah, I've you're right, till 20, the, you're right. In the early 20s. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly not common, but compared to a guinea pig, you know, Again, a four or five year old guinea pig is a senior, an eight year old is is definitely a, a, a walking grandpa. dinosaur, grandpa. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, guinea pigs are great because you know they're they're cool because when they're born they come out, I mean, fully functional. I mean, they're they're really? furred and they're running around and eating. It's amazing how precocious they are. Um, they don't get really big, which makes them a great like a small house or an apartment pet. Right. Um, you know, full grown, maybe about ten inches long, which is about the size of your foot. Um, and that would be a really big guinea pig. So two to three pounds. Um, they're real easy keepers. They, they do extremely well on commercial diets. There's a lot of really good commercial diets. But guinea pigs also have a high requirement for vitamin C. So you always, I don't care where, what diet you get, you always want to supplement them with fresh greens like romaine, lettuce, um, things like that. You know, uh, you can give them a little bit of citrus fruit, things, because they really need their vitamin C, and they get scurvy real easily if they don't get it. How interesting. Well, would they eat a, 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 would they eat a tangerine? They would munch on a tangerine, sure. I wouldn't feed them as a sole diet. I just, that's no, no, but as, a, as, but as a, as a, as a treat, topper. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? Okay, so you talked about different breeds. They are really cute, and I've seen on a number of animal welfare organizations, dogs, cats, bunnies, but also guinea pigs, and they photograph them because the the humane societies are very good now at getting pictures up of the critters looking for adoption. And man, they are cute. Some of them look like a creature out of a Disney movie, like super cute, quite yeah. interesting it's, hairdos and everything. Yeah, there's, there's many different breeds, and the breeds kind of depend on the color pattern, whether they have short or long fur, whether their fur is flat or curly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they definitely are cute. And, and there's somebody I saw somewhere on the Internet, somebody has a, a reward out. If somebody can breed a guinea pig to look like a panda bear, it was something like a million-dollar reward. I mean, I, that sounds Whoa. crazy. But you remember we talked about the designer snakes uh, yes. weeks ago? Somebody somewhere is going to figure out a way to get a black and white guinea pig. And could you imagine if they were able to breed it to look like a, a 
you know, a panda bear. Oh my God. So you'd, you'd they, have they to breed the face dollars. with the mask. In other words, that's, it's, it's not just black and white, but is that what, I just want to know, cause I'm going to start to work on this. I need a million dollars very badly. Okay. <laughs> so is it that the, that, is that the most distinctive thing about a panda I, is the is the black mask as yeah. their face? That's they've, the they've, thing, right? They've got that unique costume that they have. It's so cool. But yeah, I mean, the guinea pigs again. You know, I don't know. I had um, the brindle, long haired, right? Curly, long haired when I was a kid. That's what I had. Brindle being a kind of wheat colored, like a mixture uh, it's kind of, of brown and black. Black and brown. That's what is that the most typical? Is that your most quote unquote common guinea pig? Mm, no. I, I, they come in so many different sizes and colors now. I don't know if there's one is more common than the other ones are. Okay, so let's talk about ethically. Where does one purchase one? Um, well, there are a lot of private breeders, and you can get them in, in a lot of the pet stores sell them too. And the better pet stores buy them from the private breeders and not the guinea pig mills. Um, so, I mean, they're again, they, they tend to be really healthy and easy keepers. They do have some issues. Um, the vitamin C is a big one, but if you feed them a proper diet, and again, there are so many good commercial diets on the market now, there's also quality guinea pig treats, like you have dog bones, right. uh, they make little treats for guinea pigs that oh. are high in vitamins. And then I always recommend everybody just feed a quality mixed vegetables and, and that'll give them healthy vitamin C, fresh vitamin C in their diet. So diet is a real important thing. Um, they need access to some sunlight. You don't want to take a guinea pig and stick them out in the front yard because it'll get attacked and eaten by a raccoon or a in hawk. In no time, yeah. Right, but you definitely want to get them out in the sunshine, as they're, especially as they're growing. Um, they need a quality cage. Um, they need places to hide. They like to dig around, so you can put them in. Uh, I, I don't recommend putting them on something like artificial turf. I recommend putting them in either uh, pellets. They make really good alfalfa pellet bedding. Um, uh, corn cob bedding. They make even shavings, things like that. They like to root around. Um, they should have toys in their in their uh, wheels. You know, they can run on the wheels. They should have toys, cage enrichment. Um, as far as diseases go, one of the things that we see frequently in guinea pigs is overgrown teeth. And then when the teeth oh. overgrow, they can't eat properly, and then they actually starve to death. Oh um, so putting in proper chew box or chew blocks you know, little little uh, rodent blocks that they can chew on and keep their teeth worn down. Um, That's really interesting because this can happen with horses too. Mm-hmm. I mean, horses have to have their teeth, quote unquote, floated, which sounds like not so invasive unless you watch a horse's teeth being floated and it's an eye opener. It, it seems pretty harsh to me. Um, I definitely want laughing gas if somebody was going to pry my <laughs> mouth open and keep it in a vice and then saw away with an actual file. But yeah. it with a guinea pig, they can do it for themselves if you give them a chew block? Yeah, with the, with the proper chew blocks, they can keep their teeth worn down. Um, so so that's, that's a big issue that they have. They do get mites, um, and they get those from other guinea pigs. And I hate to say it, but usually it comes from the pet store with them. They also get lice. Um, now what's important to note is that these mites and these lice are not transmissible to people. So you don't have to worry about getting a guinea pig with lice and, oh my God, now my kid's got head lice. Right. They don't, they don't go back and forth and they're very easy to treat, very easy to diagnose. How any do you treat with, You give them medications like ivermectin. Oh, it's in their mouth. You don't, get, yeah. you don't give them a, a guinea pig bath. Um, you, you can, but the ivermectin is oral and you just give them a little squirt in the mouth and it clears it right up in a matter of a couple of days. 
Wow. So That's you also amazing. have to keep the cage nice and clean too, because if there's lice and mites living in the cage and then you treat the, the guinea pig and then if they're still in the cage, they're going to jump back on the guinea pig. Exactly like fleas for dogs and cats. Exactly. Same yeah. story. And it, it's an easy fix. Um, they get ear mites. Um, you know, there's, there's a, a handful of things that they can get, but most of them are husbandry related. And most of them, if you keep them clean and properly housed, it's not going to be an issue. Um, one thing that's kind of important to note is that females are unusual in that their pelvis fuses. And if they're not bred before the pelvis fuses, then when they go and get bred, they have to have a C-section. So either if you're going to be breeding them, you need to breed them before that pelvis fuses, which is usually around four months of age, or you have them spayed, or you just don't breed them. So you don't have to spay or neuter a guinea pig? You don't have to, no. I know a lot of people that, if you've got boys and girls together, even brothers and sisters, oh my gosh, yeah, um, my gosh. they're going to make more. Yeah, <laughs> so like if rabbits. You're gonna, yeah, if you're going to have boys and girls together, then you need to spay or neuter one of them. So otherwise, you will have a lot of guinea pigs. <laughs> and you really did not go into this, folks, to have many. You wanted one pet or maybe two. Should they have a buddy the way... For example, donkeys really should never be singletons. Can a guinea pig have a happy enough life alone, or do they really deserve a buddy? Well, you know, that's really interesting because they're very social animals. Um, th th I think they would do fine by themselves as long as you give them lots of attention, but not everybody can be with their guinea pig all day long. So they are very social animals, and they do very well with other cows with other guinea pigs. So I think it's probably a really good idea. And size-wise, if I have a 10-inch guinea pig, how big should their cage be? Are their cages built just for them, or do you re do you repurpose a – is there a general kind of exotic pet cage? There? You can get all fancy and go to the pet store or go online and buy a guinea pig-specific cage, or you can get yourself a big, like, 20- or 30-gallon aquarium and use that. Um, you can make a cage out of wood and plexiglass, so I, I don't think there's any one formula. But it should be the, – the sides should be solid like glass as opposed to wire? Um, wire is okay on the sides. You want to be careful with wire on the bottom because guinea pigs get something called bumblefoot. Um, and if they're stepping on the wire and it's rough or sharp, it actually cuts the bottom of their feet and they get oh. these big sores on their feet. Bumblefoot. And that's 100% preventable with the proper bedding. So I wouldn't let them live on a, on a wire bottom. Wow. So – there, there really are lots of ways to prevent problems, but you need to know what they are. Right. And again, you know, it, it helps to, it's a great starter pet for kids and it's a great way for parents to buy a small book on guinea pig care or go right. online and look up guinea pig care and then teach the child responsibility. Hey, let's read about this animal. Let's right. go ahead and make sure we understand how to feed it, how to house it. And then we'll bring one home and it'll make a great pet because they really are, they're very loving um, you know, you can sit and cuddle with them. I mean, and they, they're vocal. They'll talk to you. I, I, guinea pigs are cool animals. Wow. So that was my next question. If you take them out of the cage, are they apt to be catchable? If they, if you put them on the floor, let's say, oh, yeah. or, or, or would they dash them. off and get into a, a, I don't know, a heater vent and now you've got a problem. <laughs> Unfortunately, that can certainly happen if it's, if there's one accessible, but I mean, if you spend a lot of time with the guinea pigs, they're you know they're a domesticated animal. They've been they've been domesticated for years and years and years. I think, like 
four or five thousand years BC, they were domesticated by the the Andes, the Andean tribes okay. down in South America. So they they've been around people all the time, and if you spend time with them, they're gonna they're gonna want to be with you. If you go to a wild guinea pig, it's gonna run away. Right. So, but yeah, one who's so, been I mean, handled from birth and is bred as a pet. Oh yeah, wants hang to be hanging just with like humans. a dog or a cat. Can they be litter box trained or the equivalent? Mm, no. No. Okay. No, I think they'll tend to poop wherever they happen to be. Well, I mean, that's okay. When I had yeah. rabbits as pets, we'd bring them in the house and let them hop around, and they'd make little pellets that were easy to scoop up. It wasn't like a mess. Not like and having a goose. Pearls, they do. They make small pellets, too. But if they urinate, you have to clean that oh, up. Oh, yeah. That's smelly. So so what do you do when you're cuddling them? Do they, if they need to pee, do they just pee right on you? Should you always hold them in a towel or something? Um, usually they'll hold it until you put them back in their cage, but if you hold them long enough, eventually they're going to have to relieve themselves. Okay. So these are just all practical things that people can learn from trial and error. Um, what were, do you remember your guinea pigs names? Mm, Poi, P-O-I, because I was living in Hawaii at the time. Oh, cool. That's really neat. I, I'd love to get a picture of you as a boy with poi, but I think that's probably asking too much. Yeah, You've I think moved all a my lot. pictures of me as a boy are out in the Gulf of Mexico right now, thanks to Hurricane Irma. Oh, that's right. You lost so much. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, but that's okay. Sorry, honey, that was it's sad. It's all right. It's all right. Oh, I, got, man. I got the memories, you know, they're burned on the hard disk in the back of my brain somewhere. Thank God for that. It's in wetware, as we call it. Yep. Well, this is great. I, I hope this has inspired people to try guinea pigs. And just a quick word of when you say better pet stores, you mean pet stores run by people who are passionate about the equipment and animals they sell, and they, they like what they're doing, and they care a lot about the welfare. I mean, is that basically how we would describe Absolutely. You know, I'm, I know pet stores that if they meet somebody and don't like them, they won't sell them to pet. Right. You know, and yes. I think that's great. I love that. Um, as opposed to the you know, the, the general pet store that just like sell everything they can because right. that's their goal is to make money and not necessarily establish a human animal bond. Right. And, in, um, in the bigger stores, they're employees as opposed to better pet stores. They're usually the owners. Yeah. I, I don't want to get into too many generalizations because a lot of employees are very passionate and knowledgeable true. too, that's you know, true. in all fairness. Okay. But so just, I, I definitely think, you know, do your homework like you should with any pet that you get. And, you know, again, if you're looking for a first pet, if you're looking for a nice apartment pet, whether you're a kid or an adult, I don't think you can go wrong with guinea pigs. Darling, and get them a friend, but make sure that everyone's either the same sex or if the girl is over four months old, she can't breed anyway, right? Or well, you she... can, but she's going to have to have a C-section. So, oh, that's bad. I just don't do it. No, no, you no. Know? So just she don't can... breed them. It's not that. It's not like with bull... English bulldogs that can neither breed nor give birth. She can breed, but she can't give birth. Right. Okay. All right. Life is so complicated in the in the fast lane of exotics which I guess an English bulldog is even in that fast lane. Thank you, Doug. This is great. I hope we inspire more guinea pig owners. It's it's a wonderful way to have the human-animal bond and, and not some of the requirements of larger animals. Thank you. Yeah, they certainly are, and they fill that niche that we need, that need that we have for yes. companionship. Yes, cuddle. Cuddle with a different species. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Tracy. Dr. Doug Mater and I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Exotic Pets and our desire to educate and inspire you to give your exotics their best possible life. This show is brought to you by the wonderful companies that cater to the needs of exotic pets. From Zubad Laboratories, where they make everything you need to keep your reptiles and amphibians in tip-top shape, to Oxbow Animal Health, with health and wellness solutions for small mammals, 
and Zupreme, the company dedicated to your bird's nutrition. And if you haven't read Dr. Doug's book, The Vet at Noah's Ark, yet, do yourself a favor and pick up a copy.